What's good, sis? It's Farron, and this is the Asking Podcast. First off, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come and catch this vibe from the south side of the kingdom. Your girl is out here. And like many other mighty women of God, I'm living life by faith. And I'm standing firm and believing that there is a word for every single aspect of this life. Because see, it's all spiritual at the root. Now, I don't know about you, but I be wanting to know, what's the word? How do I apply it? Sis, I be having questions. (laughs) Questions that have answers if we just ask. Now, the Bible says we have not because we ask not, right? Well, it won't be me. I am here and I am asking, seeking, knocking, and I look forward to you joining me here on the podcast where we're asking questions, encouraging conversation and community for the edification of his children. Yes. <laughs> so if you're here with me right now, I want to again say thank you for tuning in thus far. And I really hope you stick around for episodes to come. It's Farron and this is the Asking Podcast. Welcome. What is good to all my fearfully and wonderfully made brothers and sisters? It's Theron, and I'm back again asking questions. We're asking questions to encourage in conversation and community for the edification of his children. We're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking. Amen. So I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I initially began to record this episode last night because as I was up studying and meditating on the scripture, it just was a deep, deep, deep impression on my spirit to discuss these things or discuss this one particular topic, so to speak. But before I begin, I just want to just, whew, I come in the name of Jesus asking that Holy Spirit, you have your way in this atmosphere. Have your way. Give me the right words to speak. May I decrease as you increase, Lord God, so that the message that needs to be delivered will be delivered in a way that glorifies you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. So listen, this is not going to be a long episode, or at least I don't anticipate it being. But as I just said, I'm giving control over to the Holy Spirit. So if it ends up being longer than I anticipate, then yes and amen to that. All right. So listen, I was up last night doing some devotionals meditating on some scripture and there was a deep impression on my spirit to ask this question how serious are we about matthew 28 19 and 20. okay like how serious are we about making disciples and i ask this question because lately i have this And I'm not going to even say feeling, but just an observation as I've been a part of the body of Christ. I rededicated my life to Christ May 22nd, 2016. And I've been to a few churches. Um, I'm still connected to the very first church in which I rededicated my life to Christ. But I've, I've been in different church settings. And my observation is, and this is not with all the churches, let's be very clear, but an overall observation and not just the churches that I've been in, but just even everything that happens on social media and just the the wave of Christianity for this day and age, it seems to me more concerned with making members and making followers and making noise and making people shout and, you know, making people feel good than we are at making disciples. And we've been instructed to go into the, all the world and preach the gospel, not just feel good messages, extracting what we think sounds good for the itching ears to get some applause and to get a crowd or, you know, none of that. But to preach the gospel first and foremost and to make disciples. And yes, it's beautiful that people are coming as members to the church and are being 
you know, being converted, so to speak, or, you know, they're confessing with their mouths. And that is beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. But that's just the first step. Like how committed is the church to making disciples? Because it's cool that we hear this great word on Sunday, but the connectivity with the members that are a part of your church is very much so lacking. And again, this is not every church because I want to point out something that I find very, 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 very important now that I didn't really see how critical it was at the beginning of my walk. When I first rededicated my life to Christ, I was partnered with what they call a Stephen minister, Stephen's minister at Lakewood Church, which is a person who is committed to being your one-on-one personal accountability for the first six months to a year in your walk. And I think that is so critical because we need that connectivity. So I question when these churches are accepting members on Sundays and then we don't see the pastor or hear from the pastor or anyone in the congregation until the next Sunday when it's time to come together in the church building. Like, really? Like, seriously? What? You know, I mean, these things have been really sticking out to me lately. And I think, again, it's beautiful that we get people to come to the church, but we're not just trying to make church members. We're not just merely trying to get people to convert in word, but to become disciples in deed. You know what I'm saying? So when I observe the level of the majority of where Christianity is in this day and age, I must ask, like, how committed and how serious are we about making disciples? Because this is what we've been instructed to do. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And so that's really all I got on that. And not even that. No, that's not all I have. Amen. When it comes to making disciples, it's not just talking about the pastors that are shepherding the members of the church, but also like how committed are we to being so that we can produce and make, right? So it's like when you think about those of us who have children, you know, isn't our first mission to disciple our children, to make disciples of those that we've been trusted to steward? So I feel as if parents have a great responsibility to be just as equipped, if not more equipped than pastors, because we spend every day with these children. We spend every day with them, day in and day out, right? So we have to be committed to also doing this, not even also, first and foremost in our homes. And I think about some of the pastors, and I'm not, no shade, no tea, but um, is your house in order? And I'm sorry, I I have to go there. I have to really go there because let me pull up the scripture real quick because this was on my heart the other day because I want to make sure I keep it in line with the word. Okay, so give me a second, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Oh, my God. I know I got it. I wrote it down. Amen. Here we go. So. 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5, and 1 Timothy 5 and 8, okay? 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5, 
in 1 Timothy 5 and 8. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And I don't think that provision is just in terms of money. But like, if we're not providing the necessary tools to make disciples in our, of our own children and of our wives, um, whoever we've been entrusted to steward, then like, what are we even doing? You can do all this at the church, but it makes it very clear if we're not providing for the members of our own household, we're worse than an infidel. We're worse than an unbeliever, right? Amen. So, and then we go to 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5. I want to encourage y'all to pull it up on your own time. Amen. Actually, you know what? Let me go ahead and pull it up and read it real quick because you're here with me right now. So, amen. Let me do it. I have the other written down. I have to actually go to my Bible because I don't want to paraphrase. I have a habit of doing that. And so I'm going to read the Amplified version. He must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity, keeping them respectful and well-behaved. For if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? And so when I think about people in leadership, and you could preach a good word because, you know, the gifts come without repentance. Amen. But we I feel like we have a great responsibility to know some details of your personal life. If I only see you and know about you as Sunday service pastor or Sunday leadership and or just leadership and Bible study, I don't really know how um, how trusting I want to be at this point with you trying to manage the church in which. I have chosen to be a part of in any way because it's like, again, is your own house in order? Because it makes it clear here in scripture that if we fail to manage our own house, like what we doing with the church. And so I recently stepped down for leadership because I know I have a lot of work to do to get my house in order. And this season of my life is about getting my own house in order so that I can be equipped and effective in going out and spreading the gospel to the world. So that I can be equipped and effective and in order with the word of God when I go out into mission. And God is, God, God is a God of order and decency. So a lot of the stuff that's happening right now, I am observing so much disorder. And again, how committed are we to making disciples? Because there's order. Before we can make disciples, we must first become disciples. Because we produce who we are, not what we preaching and teaching. And I think that's the that's the what's missing in a lot of what we call church is because we're hearing a good word, we're shouting, but there's a disconnect because those who are in charge of stewarding and shepherding the church have a disconnect. And therefore, again, if you can't manage your household in the order of your own life. You may be able to preach a good word on Sunday or on Saturday or Wednesday whenever your church holds service, but are you producing the word in those you've been given to steward? So that's really all I have because we're not called to make members we're not called to make followers. We're not instructed to do any of a lot of what's happening right now. And I think these are great tools and great, um, I guess, connective methods in order to reach the people. But once we reach them, we have to be able to teach them according to the scripture in order to produce 
what it's asking us to produce, and that's making disciples. So how committed are we to making disciples? How committed are we to Matthew 29, 19, I'm sorry, 28, <laughs> ooh, amen, Matthew 28, 19, and 20? That is the question. How committed are we? How serious are we about Matthew 28, 19, and 20? I want to talk about it more. Holla at your girl. Amen? Amen.